Welcome back, boys. You're listening to the Fantasy Pack Podcast. Podcast. You're listening to this on May 17th. We know that because you wait for this podcast to come out every week. I'm Nolan, and my I'm... my homie Jake is with me. What's up, bro? I like the new introduction. I uh, appreciate you know you introducing yourself. We're gonna I have to give a little. We're gonna have to give a little bit of. To. Yeah, we're gonna have to give a little bit of background. So we. <laughs> We spent, we spent the last hour, hour and a half. Uh, we just made an episode, actually, and it was terrible. It was it so was, bad. It was doggy, dog shit, man. That episode was... So we're chalking so it. We're chalking we chalked the whole thing because we love you and we give you guys good content. You don't come to the Fantasy Pack to waste an hour. You come to the Fantasy Pack to get better at fantasy football. And that's exactly what we plan on doing today. The reason why I introduced myself is halfway through the podcast, I said my name and realized that we've never said my name. I don't think that we ever have. It's so, only in the descriptions of the podcasts yeah. if you ever read those on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But, you know, I just want to let you know that, you know, Jake, myself, I've been working with my partner, Nolan, um, <laughs> for this whole time. So I'm the, I'm the host that you all have come to love, and I've come to love each and every one of you. And you know what? We're going to have a great episode today because we, I don't know, we just will. We love you guys so much that we're not going to let it flop. News and notes time. Sony Michelle to the Dolphins. Mike Davis to the Ravens. Ravens withdraw tender on Tyson Williams. What is most important to you here, if anything? Um, It is to avoid running backs on the Dolphins and Ravens. Um, they're committees, and they just added – more guys not sure what they were doing um for Tyson Williams it's interesting he probably will find a home he played well last year um is he going to be a fantasy starter probably not is he could he be a sneaky handcuff I think so um but yeah there's really not too much to talk about here I don't really know how to feel about Tyson Williams and that's just because for some reason the 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 Ravens turned away from him and gave the ball to Le'Veon and Devontae Freeman last year for the remainder of the second half, which really didn't make sense to me. Tyson Williams showed the most burst, and he showed to be, in my opinion, the best runner. He could get more than three yards per carry, which I don't even know if anybody else on the Ravens got that. Other than that, Mike well, Davis the Ravens. one did, though. Their RB1, Lamar Jackson, definitely – Lamar's going to be the best running back on the Ravens. Of course. He's going to lead the of team course. in every rushing category. But, ah, Tyson's interesting, though, like you were saying. I do. I do like him. It's just it's hard to put belief in a player that an NFL team went to veterans over. That's all. That's yeah, all I have to say. It, it's interesting for sure. However, if you're looking at the Dolphins and the Ravens, the only player that I'm somewhat interested in taking is J.K. Dobbins. And in his – in in his defense, I was trying to find another word. Uh, I think that his ADP is probably going to be a little bit too high for me. You're probably going to have to take him in the third round. And I I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be wanting to line up for a player on the Ravens that is running football just because of what we can see every single year with Lamar. Definitely. And it's just they're always a committee. Harbaugh loves running a committee. He loves keeping fresh legs in there. And, I mean, Dobbins has got fresh legs. He sat out all of last year. You know, this guy's rested. But I, I, you wish there could be a surefire RB1 
uh, just for fantasy purposes, but it's just not how it's going to be this year. Definitely not. Well, we never know. That's why we play fantasy football. That's KJ why, yeah. Hamler. KJ Hamler wants to be Russell Wilson's new Tyler Lockett. Who doesn't? Well, yeah, like, why wouldn't you? If you're KJ Hamler, like, you haven't done much in the NFL. You know, you're a late-round pick. And if you're Russell Wilson's Tyler Lockett, you just had a hell of a year. <laughs> and won You had a good fantasy uh, year. Sure. Yeah, you won some people some fantasy championships probably. So, I mean, it's a pretty obvious co- comment. This guy's he's he's trying to fit in with the cool <laughs> kids, and he wants to sit in with the new – transfer at lunch and he's like yeah i'll be your your ex your favorite your i'll replace your ex boyfriend wide receiver like i love the delivery there that was awful that was bad (laughs) it was better last episode not gonna lie oh gosh okay yeah i agree with you like kj hamler good 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 luck being tyler lockett because if that happens I agree with Jake. You're going to win people fantasy championships because you're going to have 900 yards, six to nine, six to 10 touchdowns. And, and you'll have one game where you probably score like 45 and about three or four where you score zero to three, but yeah, we'll, we'll just go over that because you're KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy arrested on a misdemeanor. We don't have much to say here. Just that we hope that Jerry Judy is okay. We hope that the people involved in this are okay. And moving forward, since this is a fantasy show, fantasy-wise, we don't – I personally – it's a misdemeanor. This is not like the Alvin Kamara case. This is nowhere close to any type of case where I think that there will be a suspension. However, we don't know. So I'm just going to kind of leave that there, and we're going to move on in the news. It's, news worth, it's just news worth noting. Um, yeah, like you said, though, we don't know too much about it. Falcons trade for Brian Edwards. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Uh, if if you're looking at this, you're like, Brian Edwards. He was the long man for the Raiders last year. There wasn't really any type of connection with Derek Carr and Brian Edwards, even though, as Jake has mentioned to me before, Brian Edwards saw about 80 to 85% of the snaps last year, and there really wasn't anything fantasy-wise there. The reason why I'm excited for this trade to the Falcons is it's Kyle Pitts, it's Drake London, and then it's really nobody else other than the recent signing of Geronimo Allison with Brian Brian Edwards is, is in my opinion, a better wide receiver than Geronimo Allison. Marcus Mariota is also the quarterback for the Falcons. He played for the Raiders last year. I would like to see how this relationship comes to fruition in Atlanta. Yeah, um... I'm not. I don't think I'm as high on Brian Edwards as you are, but I don't think I'm very high on him. I just think that you're excited for the opportunity. I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I am too because it's a new fit. Obviously, he got the start and had plenty of snaps in um, Vegas, and it kind of just didn't work out. Um, this situation could be totally different, and I don't think it quite will be. But then again, it's like you think about ten months ago when this guy was, you know the. Uh, mini camp Heisman, like of in terms of hype, where you know everybody's like, Oh my god, Brian Edwards, this he was playing like OBJ one day, and the next day he's Randy Moss. Like, yeah, you know, there's potential that this guy has, and I hope it is a better fit 
in Atlanta than it was in Vegas. And there's a good shot it is. But then again, there's a good shot it isn't. So it's a – I'm not probably not taking him too much earlier than I was before this news, but it's definitely – his ceiling's higher now. His ceiling has moved up. I agree. He's moved from undraftable to me to he may be a – Late round player. He might, yeah, definitely. Okay, now on to the more exciting news in my opinion. Jarvis Landry to New Orleans. This is an exciting fantasy. I was going to say, was this exciting for you or not? No, this is really sad. pretty exciting about Olave. I'm in love with Chris Olave. If you guys have been part of our experience, part of our podcast for the last couple weeks, you know that prior to this news, he's my number one pick fantasy-wise in Dynasty rookie drafts. Not anymore. I think that him and Jarvis Landry are going to be competing for the wide wide receiver. My bad. Wide receiver two spot behind Michael Thomas. This is just this is just really sad to me because fan obviously if you're a Saints fan, you're like, yes, this this it's makes our wide receiver team. Yeah, it I think that the New Orleans Saints has have just become with the addition of Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry a true contender in the NFC. However, if we're looking at this from fantasy standpoint, this is this is not good for Chris Olave. This isn't good for Jarvis. I don't see either one of them getting over 700 receiving yards. That's just no, my opinion. Not. So, what what do you have to? Um, it it does kind of suck because, yeah. like, I agree. Drew, like, even with Drew Brees, it's he probably couldn't support three fantasy relevant wide receivers along with Alvin Kamara, and that's kind of what you're looking at like this year. With Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, uh, Chris Olave, and then obviously Kamara is going to Kamara, but it's like and Jarvis Landry signed the one year prove it deal, so it's like he's going to be trying to ball. Chris Olave is a stud. It's a, he's adjusted him in the first round for a reason. Like they traded that they they got this guy. They want to utilize like use him, and then you got Michael Thomas, who like last full season he played healthy was one of the best statistical wide receiver seasons at the time. It's like there's truly too many mouths to feed here. Definitely. In terms of getting the ball to, I know last episode you mentioned Olave and Michael Thomas has a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin type receivers under Jameis. I do not well, want to, sh- I, I cannot stress enough how much I think that Jameis Winston makes wide receivers better at fantasy football, just because of the sheer production that he gives them. However, when you're having to fight, when you're a rookie in this league, you have to fight with Kamara and now Jarvis Landry for 80 receptions. This is really looking bleak. I, Where are you comfortable taking Olave in dynasty, in rookie drafts? Rookie I'm, drafts? I'm going to scroll um, back up to our, to our rankings from last week. And for me, I'm taking Drake London out of him. I'm taking yep. Jameson Williams out of him. I'm taking Christian Watson out of him. And I think that I'm taking him at five. Because even though he's the wide receiver three, I really, really, really like his upside, like I've talked about. And Jarvis Landry is on a one-year prove-it deal. He's did not going to be here forever. Did you say wide receiver five? I did. I think that is where I would have him also. Oh, look at us. London, Williams, Wilson, um, Watson, and then I would still take him ahead of Burks. Yep, me too. 
And then in terms of like top tier receivers, that's about the end of the list. I agree. Well, look at so, us agreeing. Yeah, and that's kind of a shift because well, I guess it's not really. I just had Olave at four before. So I don't like I don't think it affects him too much. Okay. Again, Dynasty, you're drafting long term. Jarvis Landry's probably not gonna be back this next season. Uh he's gonna hope to ball out and sign a bigger deal and the Saints are always in cap hell, so there's no shot they're gonna be able to afford him. Um, next year, if he wants more than six million, which was getting this year, um, and then it's going to be the Olave and Michael Thomas show, like you were hoping. So, I mean, before, year, it'd be worth before the before this deal, I just in my in my mind, I just saw Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave. Jameis Winston does something to wide receivers. I, I'm going to stop beating that horse, but it's just. It's really sad to me because I think he would have been a home run pick. Okay, on to a little bit of speculative news. Drew Brees just sent out a tweet yesterday morning that he kind of wants to come back. And if I'm the Saints, I look at Drew Brees and I say politely, no thank you. James Winston is a way better quarterback than him right now. Drew Brees is arguably one of the best. He is one of the best quarterbacks ever. However, he is not one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. What do you think? I agree with you. I mean, even two years ago when he was playing before he took a year off, he struggled throwing the ball downfield. His accuracy, which he was known for in the short game, was not as good as it once was. And, I mean, the Saints really paid for it. Like, they could not go deep. They had to bring in Jameis, who still at the time was on his first year with that team. They had had to bring him in to throw the deep ball. They'd bring in Taysom Hill to throw the deep ball. And it worked because the defenses didn't game plan for the deep passes because they knew Drew couldn't hit him. Um, I think it's more like smoke in a mirror. I don't think he's actually going to come back. I think he knows that his best days are behind him. Uh, I think he misses the game, but I think he also is aware enough to know that he's he's just not skilled enough to be in the league anymore, which is sad, but – just it's like the sad truth that he kind of needs to realize, I think. But uh, I yeah, I don't think there's a shot he comes back at all. I I think that there's a shot because this I I think there's a shot because New Orleans loves him so much. I would I would rather him come back as a coach. I I would love that. I think that he you've everybody has a lot of people have seen his pregame speeches. You see how he captivates his, his teammates. I think Drew Brees as a coach would be awesome. That would be that would be kind of funny, actually. Everybody speculates him coming back as a player, and then he's like, actually, I'm just a coach. Definitely. But, but uh, yeah, Jameis Winston all the way for me right now over Drew Brees. Drew Brees is 100%. better all time, but Jameis 100%. is the man. Traylon Burks. I went, okay, before I get into Traylon Burks, this is a lot of news today. It's kind of random because we're in the middle of May, but we got three more left. Traylon Burks has had breathing issues during mini camp. I kind of freaked out about this. Uh, I know that you did it, so I want you to kind of explain it. Uh, yeah, simply put, uh, it was either him or his coach came out after you know, the videos surfaced of him kind of dogging it through practice, and I guess he has asthma. Um, I forgot to look it up. Is it? And Drew Pierce. I want to get this right this time. Okay. Um, I he, The Colts took him. Um, let's, let's take a look here. It is Alec Pierce. I'm glad we looked that up. Alec Pierce, um, 
kind of had a similar first day of trailing, suffered through his first day of practice. He also has asthma, I guess. Um, there's obviously a lot of NFL players that probably deal with this issue. And both of those guys, Alec Pierce and uh, Traylon Burks, came back the next day, full participants, nothing was stopping them. So long-term, I don't think this is an issue. Um, although the media definitely made it seem like it was an issue. Um, it is It is May, so they're going to jump all over everything. Yeah, there's nothing – like, at the time, you know, oh, they just drafted this guy and he can't make it through. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, if you like Traylon Burks, he's still a first-round pick and rookie redraft. Um, yeah, we're, we're, still, we're still on the Traylon Burks train that, you know, he's a top – what do we have, man, as top six rookie wide receiver? He is – yeah, I would put him at top six. Yeah, so – it's between him and Garrett Wilson. We so, don't think that this is going to affect him too much going no, forward. Definitely not. Still take him in the first round of your rookie drafts. If you like him, take him take him higher. He's an athletic player. Uh, going on to his teammate, Tennessee Titans beat report says Malik Willis will not compete for the starting job. And Jake, I know this is your guy, but the writing was kind of on the wall here. He was a third-round pick, even though – even though everybody thought he'd go in the first, when you're a third round pick in the NFL, it doesn't really matter. You know, you're you're drafted for your potential, and Ryan Tannehill is still a very good quarterback. I just am more interested to see how Ryan Tannehill is going to treat him throughout the year. We've seen a lot of good quarterback to backup dynamics, and. With, with Ryan Tannehill coming out days after the draft saying it's not my job to train this guy, I just I hope that there's some type of mutual chemistry between these two guys. I don't know if there will be. I think Tannehill, when they drafted him, Tannehill was kind of a wake-up call. Like He's like, all right, you know, I got some competition. And Malik is a lot different play style than Ryan Tannehill, and I think Tannehill's a little scared. So he's like, came out and said, he's like, you know what? It's open season. This is competition. I, I need to get my, I need to get my, keep my starting job, and I'm not gonna let this kid take it. Um, but you're right about saying, you know, it was kind of on the wall. You know, the Falcons ended up passing on Willis because he wasn't ready to play. He wasn't, and then that's, you know, for a team like the Falcons, it's probably the good move because you don't want to stick him in a situation he's not gonna be ready for. But I think a lot of the other teams saw this as well. Um, hence why he drafted in drafts so far. I still love his potential, but uh. We're going to have to wait a couple of years to see the Malik Willis show. Speaking of potential, a lot of news is all of a sudden out of camp about third-round wide receiver Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys. Yeah. With all of a sudden this shortened wide receiver depth on the Cowboys. Let me say that again. Shortened wide receiver depth on the Cowboys. Can't remember the last time I said that. Jalen Tolbert, Tolbert could be in a position – to make instant impact. If you don't know his name, once again, Jalen Tolbert, because I didn't know who he was. I completely missed this pick by the Cowboys. Very under the radar to me. Yeah, and if this is important anywhere, this is very important in, you know, the second rounds of your dynasty drafts. Like, if you're looking for a guy, like instant impact, you know what? If you're like myself as a contender, this guy could pop my eyes when I'm, we're doing our rookie draft because – you're looking for guys to make an instant impact. And a lot of these rookies, running backs especially, kind of buried in the depth chart, even wide receivers, especially in the second round. This guy's ADP is going to skyrocket. I would scoop him up while you can. 
maybe if you're looking for that, maybe try to trade for a pick around 15 to 18 to snag him up. Like if this guy, I don't really know much about him either, but if he's as somewhat as talented as the Cowboys think he is, this guy's going to be a stud because he's going to have the opportunity. You know, no Cedric Wilson, uh, Michael Gallup is out for a while, was it? Yeah, is the it was the ACL at the end of the year, and Jerry Jones has been saying that he could be ready for Week One, but to put that kind of timeline on a player, I'd be expecting, uh, I'd be expecting Michael Gallup back around probably Week Five to even to even twelve. Yeah, it's very wide open. But like, I mean, rumor like Cowboys admitted to almost taking this guy in the second round. They ended up taking him in the third, so. Like they, they obviously were kind of licking their chops to take this guy. So it, definitely, that, that tells you something. Well, I mean, very exciting. Something to keep your eye on. Potential sleeper pick and even redraft, depending on definitely. how, depending on where the health of and how deep your league is, probably. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, well, that's the whole bit of news and notes. Had a lot this week. Something, something kind of random as compared to weeks before. But we just want to kind of give you guys a little bit of a reminder here. In roughly two weeks here, we're going to be coming out with the – wow. Did you hear that voice wow. crack? that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> we're, we're going to be coming out with the TFP Draft Guide. It is going to be June – Wednesday, June 1st. Jake, take it over because I'm stumbling. Yeah, so I guess the news and notes for kind of our page are – the draft guys coming out Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, we'll have consensus rankings um, from our three creators um, that run the page. And looking at, like, the ADPs and kind of the rankings, I mean, obviously we're biased, but our rankings are going to be very different. And they, our rankings we gave out last year were really solid. And, I mean, we're excited to do that for you guys. It's going to be updated monthly. and Monthly, monthly in – June and July, and then in August, we'll be doing weekly updates because that's when everybody's going to be doing their drafts. Yep. So it's going to be very revamped from last year. And, I mean, we're hoping you guys kind of tag along with us and, you know, uh, play with some of our picks. And, I mean, we've seen a lot of success in fantasy, and we would love to share that success with you guys. I love it. That's what it's all about. We just also – We've had a lot of we've had a lot of this stuff going on. We're still college students here. Our Instagram post regularly coming out once again on May twentieth, so you're gonna get a lot more information on the draft guide then. We really don't have much more there. Just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of snippet of information. Yeah, the other thing I guess is we'll be going through a little bit of the draft guide on the podcast um, when it comes out. You know, that'll be the rankings that we primarily use going forward because. No, they it's are ours. our own. Definitely. And it's it's how we feel. So yeah. I just wanna give a, a solid plug to myself because I made the cheat sheets last year. And let me tell you what, if you need something quick while you're drafting, those cheat sheets are beautiful. Let me tell you what. It is it is the greatest thing you could have drafting. Have your little pen, cross off the player that you didn't get, you circle the players that you got. All of a sudden, it's stacked. And I'm, speaking of stacked, I'm about to beat Jake in the mock draft that we're going to do today. <laughs> yes, we got a little 12-team uh, half-point PPR mock draft. 
Um, very standard for kind of the leagues that me and Nolan playing together. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll be like picking out of the 103, and Nolan will be picking out of the 105, so we're going to be close. Hopefully we don't steal any steal any of each other's uh, players. No, we're still – uh, Ah, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we're – what are you going to say? I was going to say, I mean, with that being said, are you ready to get this show on the road? Yeah, as soon as I interrupted you there, I forgot to say, guys, if you think our chemistry is good right now, next week we will actually be starting to do in-person podcasts once again. Nothing that nothing that you guys are probably going to be that excited about, just personally myself. It's a lot more fun doing them in person. And your and your your voice will lag a little less too than uh, it has because the apps and everything. But uh, that will also be a plus being in for person. sure. For sure. So this mock draft's a little bit different. Even though we're doing one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, and a flex, we're only going to do three bench spots. So this is really going to kind of show you guys which positions we prioritize on stacking and which positions we kind of think it's okay to go a little bit shorter at the start of the year. I know that Jake and I have a lot of points on this. This could be very interesting. All right. All right you ready start to get the started? Definitely. Alvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, and you're on the clock, sir. Um, well, give me the high potential of CMC. I think if he can stay healthy, and he's obviously proven when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league, fantasy wise. So, I would only, I, I would probably have McCaffrey at the two right now, and then Henry at the three. I was expecting Henry, but uh, if they're gonna take Dalvin Cook first, man, I will snag McCaffrey after that. And then Devontae Adams goes at the four. This is this is kind of interesting this because very interesting. Devontae before Cooper Cup. Devontae is a good example of where you could get a lot of value in your home leagues. People are going to be taking Devontae in the first round, even though he's in Vegas. I think that all of a sudden, if somebody's taking Devontae ahead of you, you could have somebody like Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry fall to you and all of a sudden your team already has a huge advantage I actually think that there is advantage to taking to getting a uh, further back pick this year I don't know that's just kind of how I feel this is a tough pick for me because I'm staring down Derrick Henry I'm staring down Austin Eckler and Cooper Cup those three guys I know you're probably you would probably go Cooper Cup in my situation I would go I would go Henry Cup and then Eckler that's what I would do Okay. Just because of the positional value at running back. Well, because you and me are very similar, I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Okay. <laughs> he Early rankings is my number two. I am becoming a little bit softer on that. We'll see where that gets once it's draft time, but he's still my number two right now. I think I have really good value there. So going around the horn here, after my pick, Justin Jefferson, Derek Henry, Najee Harris, Cooper Cox, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, and at the turn, Team 12 goes Travis Kelsey and Joe Mixon. Coming back, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, Josh Allen, Ezekiel, and Alvin Kamara. I would have loved to, t- to have gotten Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that would have been a back. steal there. That is pretty good value there. But, I mean, Cooper Cup at the nine, is that's not going to happen in many leagues. I don't um, think so Ezekiel either. Elliott at the 206 is also interesting. I think that's a little early for him. Uh, he looks like last year he fell off a little bit, uh, and especially with the emergence of Tony Pollard, 
And then at the two, uh, 203, Debo Samuel, I think that's a pretty good spot for him. I would be mighty fine taking Debo at the 203. So I just want to chalk everything that I said two minutes ago. I actually don't know how much I like the, 10, the 105 in the second round. I really see a tear break here. After Kamara, Debo, Joe Mixon. it's Even DeAndre Swift, too, kind of. It's I, I'm kind of stuck with – I'm not going to take Nick Chubb. I don't think that he is very valuable. We've talked about him in earlier yeah, he podcasts. doesn't catch passes, and you can't have that type of low floor with that. I'm not going to take Javante in the second round anymore. I'm not going to take Antonio Gibson in the second round anymore due to the news swirling around those two for totally different reasons. I'm not taking Aaron Jones – I'm kind of forced into a wide receiver here. However, A.J. Brown is not a player that I want to take. Neither is DeAndre Hopkins with his suspension. What about C.D. Lamb? It's between C.D. Lamb and Keenan Allen. C.D. just kind of hurt me last year. He was a my guy. Two seconds. I know. I know. I'm thinking about it. Ah. I'm going Keenan Allen. No! Okay. I just realized I have Austin Eckler. Well, that's okay. That's why you do not. That's a perfect example of why you don't. Um, stress at the draft. This is why you do your prep work. Can't That's why I need the cheat sheet. Can't believe I did that. That's okay though. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen—they're both solid players. It's gonna be a rough bye week, but I'll get through it. It will. I'm. I would have went CD Lamb there if I was you. I'm not think, going to. I think that if I don't have Austin Eckler, I'm gonna go Keenan Allen ahead of CD. However. Obviously, with Eckler, you got to go CD there. I think that they're probably going to be back to back for me. I was also thinking about Mike Evans. I know that you like yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, um, after, I'm going to go after me. We went Nick Chubb. Who, who you got? Positional value here. There's looking down. I don't think there's a lot of good. There's a couple value running backs left. I, I think I would make trade a, out of this pick. Do you want to make a deal quick? <laughs> sure. Let's make a deal. No, 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 not trade-wise. Just nobody drafts Leonard Fournette this draft. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, his 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 current sleeper rankings forty-four. His real-life rankings around like fifteen. Sleeper... You can take him. No, no, you can take him. That's fine. No, I'm not to, just. I'm just. I'm not going to take him here. I'm going to actually take. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley here. Really? I like the upside. If he's healthy, he's. Uh, I like the new the Dune Giants offense. If he's offense. healthy. If he's healthy. Well, also same with CMC. If we go back two years, I have the first two picks from the 2020 fantasy draft. I have CMC and I have Saquon Barkley. Like, I'm feeling confident about my team right now. For sure, bro. After Jake's pick, we go A.J. Brown. And at the turn, Antonio Gibson and Mark Andrews. Coming back is Gervonta. And Jake's sitting here once again. Um. I'm going to go with what I said to you earlier that I would have went CD Lamb. Nah, I can't. I can't. Oh, this is. We tough. are straight stressing this draft. I need a cheat sheet, bro. We need the, need the, TFP, tree, the, the TFP cheat sheet. It's absolutely essential. Well, wow, Jake thinks about it. Kind of talk about the tear break that I see with running backs. It's actually kind of crazy now that we've seen Javante Williams and Antonio Gibson kind of get knocked down a tier because of the new drafted players in Washington. Jordan's come back to Denver. 
I really think that you need one of Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Najee Harris. And that's kind of where it ends for me in tier one. You can play around. Oh, and Joe Mixon, my bad. After that, it kind of it gets a little gets a little sloppy with Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. I would say Chubb, Saquon. I would say they're they're not surefire picks. It's weird. I'm bro. gonna go. This I'm gonna. This is interesting. I'm gonna go through running backs. I'm gonna okay. go with this guy right here. No, you took him because you knew I was gonna take him. No, I took him because. He's, he's Okay, I took David Montgomery for starters. I took him because, like we talked about together earlier, he's probably good for 200 rushing attempts. He's probably good for 50 to 60 targets. He's probably good for 10 to 15 touchdowns. Not 15. 10 to 12 touchdowns. And he has the best strength of schedule for running backs. So he's going to be getting good matchups. I, I mean, the Bears' offense isn't going to be great. But I think there's a lot of upside here, and I think he could return value compared to guys like Antonio Gibson and Javante Williams that got taken before him. I think Dave Montgomery's going to finish better than they did. They will. Fair enough. Fair After enough. that was taken, so uh, CD Lamb. So yeah, this, this is kind so of like my a pretty spot to be in. I, I like one guy here, here. My pick here was between Dave Montgomery and CD Lamb. So Ooh. I was kind of left. I was kind of left, just kind of flailing. We both agreed not to take Fournette. Fournette would be the obvious pick for me. Yeah, he'd be the obvious pick. Long Between time. them, I'm trying to figure out who I'd be more okay with not having. Is it Mike Evans or is it Josh Jacobs? Because if you guys remember the value episode from about a. I think three, three, four weeks ago. Yep. Josh Jacobs yep. is one of my best values in the draft this year. It's it's tough, but I see more value down the line. If Mike Evans is, if Josh Jacobs isn't there, I think I'm going to pivot, take James Conner. So I'm going to go with Mike Evans. I think that's a good pick. That's what I would have done as well with your pick. Okay. Sounds good. After my pick, we go Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, Cam Akers. Patrick Mullins, Terry McLaurin, Aaron Jones, T. Higgins, Darren Waller, D.K. Metcalf, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dodd, Lamar Jackson, and I got my wish. Josh Jacobs is the easy pick for me. I've started off Austin Eckler mm. and Josh Jacobs. I got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and you did not get your guy, Amari. No, I did not. That sucks. So you cannot take James Conner here. I know you're not going to because you have three running no. backs. Just staring down the wide receiver position. <sighs> that, that really blows. You're looking in. at Chris Godwin, who I know you won't take. <laughs> DJ Moore, Michael Thomas. This, this sucks, man. Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen. Well, you know that's why you get the draft guy. I, even, I just not. I know even Kyle Pitts, Pitts is gone. Ah, it's tough. Well, this is for sure. I'm gonna make the easy. I'm gonna make this easy on myself. I'm gonna go. Uh, nah, I was gonna say I'm gonna go quarterback. I can wait, quarterback. I would not go quarterback. We've already these receivers are just underwhelming. I, in real life, I would I would have already traded out of this pick. I would have definitely traded out of the second round. That was brutal. 
Um, however, however, you can't trade picks in a mock draft. You can only get better at fantasy football in mock drafts. So, so yeah, I guess DJ Moore finishes the wide receiver two last year. Considering I already have my that. flex, I'm gonna have to gonna have to take DJ Moore. Oh, I thought you said finish as the wide receiver too. Oh, not quite finish no. as wide receiver eighteen in PPR. I was like, I went on a I went on a ride there in my own mind. After him, we see Justin Herbert go off the board. Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas. Absolutely brutal run of wide receivers. All of a sudden, I I kind of wanted Michael Thomas to get back to me. Did yeah, not happen. I would have, I would have definitely gone. Uh, DJ Moore with your pick, and then hoped for Michael Thomas as well. But uh, I mean, I see your I see your fantasy darling sitting there. Are you going to take him? Are you talking about Adam Thielen? Of course I am. I Great value pick. I think that that's a good pick. I think it. I mean, on a per game basis, before his injury, he was also a wide receiver too. And I mean, you can't draft to avoid injuries. You know, injuries are part of the game. So I think that was that was the easy pick there. He doesn't have the upside of like a Michael Thomas, but to be my wide receiver too, I think I think that's solid. For sure, I agree with you. Travis Etienne goes after Adam Thielen, and just like I said before, I'm going to take James Conner here. I hey, you had a that worked out well for you. That worked out really well. I really for am you. happy with my last three picks. That couldn't have gone any better, in my opinion. No. So. Jake, I want you to run your team really quickly, and then after you it's run, not your looking team, great. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna need yeah. some. I need someone to save me here. But I got CMC, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, DJ Moore, and then Adam Thielen. I actually am really liking your team. You got heavy running backs. You got running backs that have potential to be really good in Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. In our episode that we chalked, we talked about ADP and. Dave Montgomery is really, really solid every single year for where you can get him. And then you got the two wide receivers that have value that nobody are really excited to take, but they're not going to explode you every week. Uh, after Definitely. after James Conner is taken by me, after that pick we go, Tyler Lockett, Kyler Murray, Allen Robinson, Clyde edwards helaire TJ Hawkinson, Miles Sanders. At the turn we go, Corlin Sutton, James Robinson. Coming back is Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt. Joe Burrow has taken Barista, Dallas Goddard, and Garrett Wilson. So I'm kind of happy that Joe Burrow is off the board because he was kind of tempting me. Uh, he's he's a, he's a my guy this year. But Damian Harris, good value there at the 602 for a starting running back. I, I mean, uh, he finished as the RB8 last Damian year. He was the RB8 last year. Oh, I know who I'm taking. At my, at my bench one. I get Jalen Waddle. I get the privilege to get Jalen Waddle. I know Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Jalen Waddle. I feel that's really solid. But what I wanted to say with the Joe Burrow pick was I'm really tempted always to take a quarterback in the six through seven through eight round, even when there's so much more value at the positions that you really need. I can get by with a, you know, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, they could even end up being better than a Joe Burrow just because the quarterback discrepancy is so little that a, a round of value could make the pick. After Jalen Waddle goes, Jalen Hurts, and Jake, you're on the board. I'm going to go with uh, last year's tight end three, and I think he has 
upside to perform better than he you did might have year. to make him a my guy because every single draft you take him well i i probably will honestly like it makes sense he was a beast last year and then they let two of their wide receivers go and they're still gonna throw the ball a ton and this is he's, he's a stud like i'm going dalton schultz i i can't disagree with the pick with how well he did last year i don't necessarily know if i'm in on him like you are we're gonna have to see but... i'm in deep on him honestly like i <laughs> I think he's – all right. And then, oh, man, quarterback is so tempting. There's a, I, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that's here. Why you, that's why you can't take one right now. Amon no, Ross Brown, Michael Pittman and Dak at the turn, Traylon Burks. You're What's exactly coming back? right. Like, and there's, right now, there's Rodgers, Wilson, Stafford, Brady, and Deshaun Watson. Definitely. But if you look at the teams that have quarterbacks, the team in, the, in between us does – and then one, two, three, four, five, five out of seven do. So those guys are going to get back to us, Nolan. So that's why we wait quarterback here. That's right. This actually, this year, with the addition of Tom Brady back into the mix and Deshaun Watson, if you're in a 12-team league and everybody takes a quarterback before you, you're still probably looking at either still Deshaun getting one. or Tom you're getting Brady. One of those. Yeah, you're getting yeah. – Unless somebody doubles up at quarterback, which if they do, you know what, more power to them. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take last year's wide receiver 20 in Brandon Cooks. Uh, It's a very similar situation to last year, and this guy was a beast last year. So I think, I mean, as my – he'd be my bench one, would it be? Yes, he'd be my bench one. I love that. I think it's a solid pick. Solid pick for sure. I don't have to rely on him to start day one. Like I think, I think that's that's looking good. Something that I always can, that I always find myself doing on draft day is once I have the three running backs that I'm very confident in, I kind of throw out that position for a little while, and I kind of just hammer wide receivers who I feel have possibility to just absolutely go to the moon. So who you and, feeling then out of these guys left? <laughs> It's really hard for me. I know who you would tell me to take, and that's Elijah Moore. I would not, actually. Really? It's between Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, and... I would say Mark... I would take Marquise Brown if I was going to receiver right here. I would not go Marquise Brown just because... If you're looking for upside, I think Marquise Brown is your guy. I guess so. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a full 180. I feel like there's actually a lot of a lot of solid wide receivers left, and I'm going to sure up my running backs, so and I'm not going to take yeah. any anymore. And I'm going to eat my words from the episode that we deleted. I love A.J. Dillon in the seventh round, actually. I think that's good value, especially if you're starting him on your bench. I'm going to take him right here. I'm you're taking fine time out. Him. You took A.J. Dillon over Elijah Mitchell. Oh, 100%. Really? Definitely. Wow. Okay. About <laughs> okay. that. Moving on. Actually, I want you to. I want you to explain why. I, dude, San Francisco running backs. I have crossed off my list. We can't. I can't trust anybody. Kyle Shanahan picked somebody up off the street and told him that he's starting. So dude, he was. He was like RB twenty three last year, and he missed probably five games. <sighs> he started like. They have Trey Sermon, whatever. Like I think he, he's if he's going at the seven ten, he's undervalued. 
I would take him a round or two ahead, but that's just me. But, hey, guess what? Our quarterbacks got back to us. Yeah, and that's why why fantasy football – That's why fantasy football is so much fun. Jake and I talk to each other about fantasy probably four or five days a week, and we still have a lot of things that we do not agree on. Oh, man. This is hard. This is kind of tough. This is tough spot to pick. All the players that I really was excited to get back to me, actually none of them got back to me. So Olave got back to you. <laughs> You're so funny. I'm going to go with – while I think about it, can you read off the players that went? I would love to. So after A.J. Dillon was my possible guys this year, Elijah Moore, Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Williams, Elijah Mitchell, who we just talked about, uh, then the two teams, teams 11 and 12, that did not grab a quarterback. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, both grabbed quarterbacks. Then they went Renfro, Michael Carter, Darnell Mooney, Tony Pollard, Marquise Brown, first rookie Drake London, and then Dawson Knox, first rookie receiver. Drake okay, Lund. I feel like the best pick here is Juju Smith-Schuster. It's between Juju and another guy who I'm not going to say until – oh, never mind. It's Rashad Bateman. I was looking for Rashad mm. Bateman, and I could not find him. Rashad Bateman's the wide receiver one in Baltimore. I'm going to take him every single day. After him goes Isaiah Spiller. I I love Rashad Bateman this year, bro. If you can get him in the eighth round like I just got him, he's my fourth wide receiver. I'm in a two-wide receiver league right here. There's not much more value I feel like I can get than Rashad. That was a good pick. Thank you. I, I was eyeing him up also. I Bro. This is the one person I was scared you were going to take. I, oh, I, was, was, I, I was scared we were going to – yeah, I was scared we were going to flip picks. Yeah. I was scared you were going to go Cordero and I would have went Bateman. But... If I would have taken – if I would have taken Darnell Mooney like I, would, like I was thinking about taking it with my A.J. Dillon pick, I would have definitely taken Cordero with the next pick. But I knew yeah. that would make you happy to get him back to you. So Of course. Rashad Penny, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Olave, and you're back on the board. So, I got a tight end. I, I'm going to go quarterback here because I Tom, dude, Tom Brady is such a value. I don't think his play is going to dip too much. I don't know what, top five? He's quarterback he, three last year. He is the man. And I'm getting him at quarterback. I'm pretty sure me and you are the only two. Yep. We're the only two teams that haven't taken a quarterback. So, I'm getting so him the moral of the story and, here. Moral of the story here, if you're in a 12-team quarterback league, there are 12 elite quarterbacks, in my opinion. I'm taking Deshaun Watson with my last There's there's 13 elite quarterbacks. Matt Stafford's still on the board. True that. I'm taking Deshaun Watson just because I – his rushing ability is insane. So, that – That was the same reason reason I took Tom Brady because of his elite rushing upside. That guy's a monster on the field, I will say. Chase Edmonds, yeah. Matthew Stafford, Pat Fryermuth, Gabriel Davis, Mike Gesicki, Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool, Zach Ertz, Kadarius Tony, Trey Lance, Chris Carson, Ramon J. Stevenson, Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham. Ooh. I get the tight end that I wanted the whole time. Albert Aguabinon from Denver. Solid. Good pick. Thank you. Good pick. Hunter Henry um, goes after the big O in Denver. And we'll see what Jake does with his last pick in the draft. There's like, there's nothing here. Let me tell you who you should take. Mm. I have like two guys you could say. 
Okay, I'm Both looking receivers. I'm looking hard. Okay, I'll just go to the receivers. Well, I've always been a Gallup fan. Oh my. However, he will be injured, which is why you can take him late. Uh, Christian Watson excites me. Yep, that was the guy I was thinking about taking. Well, then I think that we've just answered your question. I, yeah, at the ten ten. Honestly, if it was a, if this was real, I would have taken Chuba Hubbard because I have McCaffrey. Uh, that would make a lot of sense, but I mean, I'm trying to make this team as stacked as possible. So, I'm not. But if it was lie, real bro. fantasy, I would have taken. I don't really Chuba. know if I've ever. I don't really know if I've ever bounced back from a draft blunder by taking Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen one and two on the same team better than I did this this draft. Mike Evans in the third, Jacobs and Connor fourth and fifth, Waddle, AJ Dillon, Rashad Bateman. I I feel like I have a very solid team here. Your rounds three, four, and five were quite immaculate in terms of filling out team needs and getting high-quality players that were available for you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Would you like to read off your squad for me? Yeah, so uh, quarterback Tom Brady, RB1 Christian McCaffrey, RB2 Saquon Barkley at the flex, David Montgomery, wide receiver one, DJ Moore, wide receiver two, Adam Thielen, tight end, Dalton Schultz. Uh, first player off the bench would be Brandon Cooks, and then we got Cordero Patterson, and then Packers rookie Christian Watson. At quarterback, I've got Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns' new quarterback. At the RB1, I'm sitting with Austin Eckler. Got him at the 105. Uh, the RB2 is Josh Jacobs. The flex, uh, uh, TB. One, Keenan Allen, wide receiver two. Right there. And the flex spot is going to be hard week one. It's probably going to be matchups. James Conner and Jalen Waddle. I love both of those players this year. I'm happy that I have both of them on my team. I think that Jalen Waddle with the with the dip and Tyreek coming, I don't really know if people are going to realize that just because Tyreek Hill's there doesn't mean that Jalen Waddle can't be a top twenty five wide receiver. Definitely. It happens happens every single year. Multiple players on the same team being absolutely great for fantasy. And then after those two, I went Rashad Bateman at the final spot on my bench. My tight end is Albert Aguabanon, and that's my squad. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I feel like this was an awesome episode. What do you think? Uh, much better than the one that is currently uh, already been deleted, I would have to say. So one day when we get big, once we hit – how about once we hit 100,000 followers, we'll drop that episode so you guys can literally listen to people scratching nails on a chalkboard because it was terrible. Yeah. It was <laughs> – it would have been a tough listen. Oh, definitely. But this was a lot of fun today. We will be getting a post out on the mock, just like we always do. That will be coming out either Friday or Saturday. I'm excited, excited to be getting back, back on track with the post. It's just been a very hectic month, just with school ending up, just everything going on. We just want to thank you guys for hanging in with us. We know it's May, but if you're anything like us, you love this fantasy football content. We love you guys. Thankful that you listen to our podcast every week. And just hope you guys have a good night. God bless. Peace.